Welcome back to the Outlaw Country Podcast. Uh, I'm Cole, and as always, I have Ben with me. Uh, we're lucky enough to be joined today by Tom O'Connor. Uh, thanks for ha- uh, joining us, Tom. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it as well. Well, so first first time I found you, Tom, your music, I was probably a senior in high school, and I've been a big fan of you. I was, it was either early 2018, 2017, I found your EP with Deserve on it, and um, I was just really blown away by that. And when we started this podcast, I don't know if you remember, but you were probably one of the first artists to follow us back. And that was a really big deal for us. And that, that made us real, real happy. So, I mean, you kind of been with, been with us since the beginning, if you know it or not. So we appreciate that, man. We had a good name. So I, uh, I jumped on board. Yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. Um, so what, what have you been doing since coronavirus hit and this pandemic? I know it's been kind of tough on artists and you know. it's actually been a pretty, pretty crazy year all around. Um, I actually was involved in the uh, tornado here in Nashville too. So I lost my place in, uh, pretty much everything I owned in the tornado here in March. Uh, so the Corona thing kind of happened like a week or so after that. So it's just kind of like been a whirlwind, um, year in general, but, um, music wise, it's kind of been uh, a little bit of a blessing, I think, because we were behind the eight ball on a lot of things this year. Um, and I have a bunch of new music that we're putting out. We were going to put out a record this fall, okay. but we're pushing it back, I think, to the spring now and just going to kind of drop songs every couple months up until we get to the point where we're going to put the full record out. Gotcha. Um, shows have definitely slowed down a little bit, although I did finally get to play for the first time in a about three or four months, I went out to Austin this past weekend and played uh, a couple shows to Randy Rogers away Bowen, and uh, got a couple other random shows here and there. You know, some some private backyard kind of things and some smaller gigs and socially distant stuff coming up in the next couple months. But other than that, that's kind of where I've been at. Yeah. So you mentioned shows down in Austin. How different was it with? like all the new guidelines for how close people can be and like how many people can gather, like, was the show any different or was it about the same? Um, I mean, it was, it's different because it's like an acoustic show. So uh, for somebody like me, that's kind of an opening act where a lot of people don't know, it was actually kind of nice because everybody was seated and more kind of like a listening room kind of audience. And they were kind of spread out, even though it was outdoors. I feel like I probably was able to get through to a lot more people because they're not allowed to be up moving around and they're not drinking and kind of getting rowdy uh, while the opener is on. So I think I was able to reach some more people that way. But I mean, in terms of the social distance, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just good to get out and play again. I mean, it's different than uh, obviously like a club show or a big outdoor festival show, but um, it's just nice to be able to do something again. <laughs> just nice to play in front of people again. Yeah. 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 Were it was you, strange with, you know, like having to wear a mask while you're selling merch and stuff and like <laughs> people having to wear them when they're like coming around. And and then, uh, you know, like we, we did like two shows, an early show and a late show, and they kind of came and sprayed the seats down with whatever kind of <laughs> disinfecting chemicals. Look a little, uh, little crazy there, apocalyptic. But other than that, I mean, it, it was, you know, it's sort of normal. Were you nervous at all with playing or show? Because I know, I think it was Chase Rice and Chris Jansen that caught a little flack for having shows, but they obviously theirs weren't 
social distance? Were, were you nervous about any of that? Like people getting upset? Nah, not, not for me. I mean, like, especially being like a support act that, you know, my name really wasn't on the line for everything. You know, I was just kind of there. I was kind of like an afterthought. Um, I think if I was the headliner and we we're going to have a lot of people, I think I'd be a little bit more nervous about, you know, liability and uh, getting people sick and stuff. But I mean, I, I also don't know that it necessarily goes against <laughs> kind of my brand. I don't, it doesn't really bother me. Um, so grow, you grew up in New York. Was that, was that, you like listening to country music and stuff like that? Was that very normal or was that kind of different? You going against the grain where a lot of people listening to that type of music? Surprisingly. Yeah. I mean, I'm from like upstate New York where um, we're pretty rural. I mean, everybody like, you know, talk about down South, like, Oh, you're from New York, like New York city. I'm like, no, nowhere near there. No, nothing like that. You know, it's <laughs> like, um, that's pretty much what everybody listened to. I mean, I grew up on like my parents listening to like the classic rock stuff, like the Skinner and Nolan brothers and, Marshall Tucker band and all that kind of stuff. And it kind of gave way to the country, um, more, more of the country stuff. And, and uh, you know, like the 90s country and the Chesney and the McGraw and all that kind of stuff. And early Toby Keith when it was awesome early on. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think people have a misconception about it. I think upstate New York and rural New York is, is very country. And I mean, I think that's what a majority of people listen to up there. And I think, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of markets like that in the country where, you know, you wouldn't, I guess, think that it's uh, country music, you know, Mecca, but I mean, I think one of the biggest markets in the country is in Chicago. Um, mm -hmm. and I think there, I mean, like really there's two or three country stations in, in, in uh, in upstate New York where I'm from. And I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. It's that and like hard rock, you know? So you mentioned, uh, growing up listening to like your parents rock. Um, was there any like specific point you remember, like, the first kind of country music you actually did listen to? Like, do you remember who it was and how it got it, got you kind of hooked? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely probably, like I said, the early Toby Keith stuff. Well, uh, then you, you kind of went off to college and you started picking up your uh, guitar and playing and writing songs. Is uh -huh. you just kind of naturally, like, talented at that? Or what, what kind of made you know yeah, funny story actually which is totally outside the genre but uh everybody where i was from was like way into like dave matthews band mm -hmm. and uh i never could get into it and then right before i went to college the summer before i went to college my friends convinced me to like go to a dave matthews band show and like i was so blown away like i literally went out and bought a guitar the next day i'm like that's what i want to do and so basically all through college I kind of like just hacked around on it and try to teach myself on YouTube and all sorts of shit like that. And just, you know, teach myself guitar and then eventually started kind of writing my own stuff. But yeah, that was kind of the turning point. You know, my music didn't necessarily sound like that, but, <laughs> but, uh, but that was what got me into it. So how, how long after you started playing, did you kind of feel comfortable to play in public and go out and, do these shows or maybe like in bars or at frat parties something. God, yeah i mean like i don't know probably like open mics probably halfway through college God, it was so bad i don't even know how my friends would go and listen to me it was like i don't know how to sing or do anything yet and i probably shouldn't have been up there but i had no fear in terms of that so like which is you know but i mean even now i mean i still don't think i'm the best guitar player so i'm getting I get nervous more about that than singing or anything like that oh well did you you kind of 
I was going to ask you, you said you have no fear. I was going to ask you if, uh, obviously a lot of people get stage fright their first time maybe playing in public, but could you think of a, maybe the second time or another time you've really gotten stage fright before, maybe before a show or something? Honestly, I get it like in unexpected times, like bigger shows are not like really like hard, like small ones. So you usually are, I get nervous sometimes playing, especially in like Nashville. If you play like a writer's round or something like that, when all your peers are around and you're like, Oh, they're judging every single thing you're doing. Like, like, Oh, like every lyric, everything if you mess up. Like they're like, you feel like more pressure in terms of that. I mean, I've, I can think like big amphitheater shows or bigger shows, not so much, but like the smaller ones are the ones that usually get you. When you say playing in front of your peers, do you mean like other artists and songwriters like that? That might be in the Yeah, block? yeah, yep, yep. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, so I know we were looking kind of at your um, about page on your website, and you mentioned that you were uh, – so after college, you spent some time in Washington, D.C. I was kind of yeah. curious, like, what was like – was there a country scene there at all or no no it was uh <laughs> not really um i mean i got into like i had a buddy in, in in college that was from amarillo and really got me into like the texas country stuff and yeah across canadian ragweed and Wade bowen and randy rogers and all that kind of stuff which i was just talking about and um he lived in dc after school we both kind of went there i had a poli sci degree I went and worked like as a lobbyist on Capitol Hill for a number of years, but music was kind of like a side thing for me at that point. And, uh, you know, and, and that's where I kind of, I guess, figured out that I could actually do this for a living. You know what I mean? I, I was doing a lot of stuff on the side, more like kind of like the singery songwriter stuff and playing a lot of acoustic shows. And I got to the point where, you know, on the weekends I'd be going up and down from basically from like Boston to like Charlotte. And just that 95 corridor just started playing like a lot of acoustic shows and like coffee house shows. And like, you know, when, when it's just a guy with an acoustic guitar, it's like, you don't have to tell him what genre it is. Nobody really knows. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, we don't want country. And then you go and play and you're like, Oh, it was awesome. I'm like, all right, cool. You know? <laughs> but the scene was, uh, um, they had more of a rock scene and more of a kind of like hip hop scene. And, um, there wasn't much in terms of like country music per se, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But there were a number of people that, you know, did the songwriter thing and um, it was, you know, it was competitive, but it was, I don't know, maybe decide that I needed to go to Nashville. Well, about that, uh, you going to Nashville, is there, is there a reason you split your time from Nashville and Texas? It was saying uh, on your about page, because we, I get Nashville is very kind of, can get your name out there and help you a lot promote your music but me sure. and Cole love what comes out of texas and that red dirt scene and we're just wondering if that what drew you there me too and that was i was the biggest fan of like a lot of that stuff and i mean the, you know maybe the less mainstream acts and um you know my my route to that was kind of through nashville or has been through nashville you know i came here and started writing with a lot of those guys in that scene um and they've kind of brought me under their wing a little bit and I've gotten to play a lot of shows with a lot of a lot of man a lot of bands that I love and listen to all the time and it's it's a pretty pretty humbling experience and um but you know the more I play out there and I mean most most of the touring that I do is kind of in that area or in that region those red dirt markets so um so I started kind of splitting time between here and there who are some of the guys you said you you write with down there who are, who are some of those artists that you write with um, 
I have a song on uh, William Clark Green's last two records. Okay. Um, I've, I've written with Randy. I have written, I have a song on Dalton Domino's record, last record. Um, good, you put, put me on the spot. What am I thinking? <laughs> um, I've been talking to Josh Abbott. We were supposed to write for a while. We haven't done that yet. Oh, I really like his um, music. Uh, let's see, who else? Ross Cooper, um, Adam Hood. Uh, Adam Hood's actually out of Alabama, but um, Flatland Calvary guys. The Flatland Calvary is really good, yeah. Um, yeah, and I've actually done a lot of stuff with them in the last, you know, year and a half or so. We've got, gotten to go on the road with them a good bit. Those are they're really good guys. Well, uh, your your music's kind of got that rock sound to it, and I don't know if you're familiar with one of the guys we interviewed, John Stork, kind of has that same sound as you. He's out of Texas. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with John's stuff a little bit. I mean, I know he's done a bunch of stuff with uh, Will or William Clark Green. Um, and kind of has been running in some of the same circles with a lot of the guys that I've been around and, and friends with too. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that was the, was one of the first ones I saw when he asked me to do this interview. And I'm like, oh yeah, they got good people on there. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm glad you saw that. Um, sticking kind of with like the songwriting, um, your song deserve, is that something you wrote or was that something that was kind of like brought to you? Um, actually I had the idea. I wrote it with, with Luke and, uh, Ray Fulcher. Yeah, Ray, he writes a lot of stuff for Luke, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he's got he's got a lot of them. He does, but uh, yeah, I had the I had the idea, and I I thought it would be I was trying to come up with something different for Luke that he hadn't done up to that point, and um, you know I had the idea for a while, and then you know he just didn't end up using it, and I was like, man, I love the way you sing it, man, more than me. So <laughs> maybe go sing it on my project with me. Is that a personal song, or it is just kind of something catchy or? Is that actually? Uh, there wasn't like a specific person behind it. I mean, I think <laughs> it, we've all, we all, we uh, all three of us had, you know, people in the past that, you know, we could pull from. I remember Luke at the time was fighting with his, his girlfriend at the time on the phone while we were in the middle of writing it. <laughs> He's already in that angry mood. So, well, it came out, it came out really good. So, helpful, yeah, helpful. yeah. It's, just done, it's done pretty well for me. I think probably because his name's on it. But, <laughs> well, what is it? What is it like? Like, how did you get to know Luke? And when you were recording that with him, did you kind of know he was going to be the artist he is today? I mean, he's really blown up. Um, well, we were all kind of in the same circle. Uh, I mean, I had been in a little while before he came to town um, where, where they they did this thing called a tender of revival. And it was kind of like a, a songwriter, um, a songwriter night that they did. And, and it was a lot of really good kind of, you know, kind of gritty or outlaw or outlaw type guys and like Rob Snyder and Channing Wilson and Dave Kennedy. And, and when Luke came to town, he kind of got into that circle and I was in that circle and we ended up kind of writing. And I mean, like definitely knew Luke was already doing well, you know, and um, knew he was going to do something. Obviously nobody had any idea that it would be this big or this fast, but you knew he was going to do something, you know? <laughs> well, you guys have, I mean, I think you guys compliment each other really well in that song. You both had that raspy voice and it, it comes off really well in that song and I, that's the first song i heard when i was listening to your music it was recommended to me on my itunes and i was blown away when i heard that song and i went through all your all that ep that was out at the time and i gotta say my that i know that's probably your biggest song but my personal favorite off that is uh they don't write songs like that anymore i think that's a hell of a song and it's it's true i like how you shout out all the older guys and that's that's yeah. a great song 
funny story. Like I wrote that with uh, Django Walker. Um, his dad is Jerry Jeff Walker, who's like a big oh. Texas country legend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and interestingly enough, this is what I always tell people when I go play in Texas. Like, like, oh, where are you from? And I tell them New York. They want to boo me. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Jeff Walker is from New York as well, and from like about forty minutes from where I grew up. But uh, and he's like, he's like one of the kings out there. But um, yeah, we were sitting in the car one night here in Nashville, and uh, like a Hal Ketchum came on the radio, a small town Saturday night, and Django looked at me and just shook his head and was like, "They don't write songs like that anymore." And I was like, that, "We're gonna go write, write that, that down, song. write yeah. that down." Like, that's it. <laughs> well, out of all that's those guys back then, who who influenced you the most out of all those older country artists? Is it like Waylon or Johnny Cash? You know, like I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I feel like my sound is really a blend of kind of like everything that I grew up on. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it ranges from like kind of like that '90s country, which is good. I, I mean, like, I don't think I try to be anything that I'm, you know, not. But it, but it's, you know, it's you know the '90s rock. It's the, you know, maybe a little bit of that Dave Matthews stuff. I mean, it's you know, it's it's some of the grunge rock. It's. Uh, it's a lot of that classic rock, southern stuff. I mean, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's a melting pot of my influences, really. Yeah, I would say, I think one of my favorite songs right now, I love your new song, Bootleg. Love that. Oh, I, the, the intro of that one is fantastic. Yeah. I, um, I just feel like it kind of just, like, blends it all together, exactly like you were saying. Like, yeah. Just turning that all the way up in the car is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like you have to kind of, like, uh, keep yourself kind of centered a little bit and not have too much of one thing, but I was like, man, like those are so fun to play with the band and stuff. It's like, man, I want to have a record with nothing but like just those banger rock songs. And it's like, oh, but you, you gotta have, you gotta have diversity. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's a lot of fun to play. And I mean, everybody's like, oh, it's a little bit out there for everything else that you're you're doing. And I'm like, nah, I love it. I think it's I think it's right on track. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it reminds me of something. It's got enough rock, but still a countryside of it. Almost something like Eric Church would make. I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of like when when I when we put it out, it was kind of thing like more like Cadillac Three kind of stuff and Blackberry yeah. Smoke, and, yeah, Whiskey Myers a little bit, you know. Oh, absolutely, we love Whiskey Myers here. Those are yeah. my favorites. I'm so wearing. I thought I had his hat on earlier, but their hat on earlier. But oh. uh, so definitely your your rock side shows in bootleg, uh, bootleg. But uh, you and you've touched on it a little bit. But who are your favorite rock artists or some guys you grew up on i know i grew up on bob seger i don't know if you're a big fan oh of yeah love love bob seger bob seger was a big one um god i mean definitely love the skinner love the Allman brothers ccr um, yeah ccr not as much as the other but i mean like you got to do that a little bit too i mean even some like softer stuff like neil young and um oh man i trying to think now I mean, like even some of the '90s rock stuff, like I mean, like the Pearl Jam and the Bush, and and I don't know, <laughs> well, Gin Blossoms and Matchbox Twenty, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did uh, those those singles you've been dropping since 2019? Uh, you got uh, Bootleg, She's Hell, Killing mm-hmm. the Bottle. Are are those songs we're gonna see on that record you were talking about, or are these just? Yeah. So. We, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a four, we did 14 songs for the full-length record. Um, and like I said, the plan now is to kind of put out, you know, a song every couple months until we get to the spring, until things kind of get back to normal and we can kind of get the full record out and, and tour on it and maybe get a good year of, you know, touring on a, a record and doing it like kind of the old-fashioned way. Um, 
also have like a lot of new stuff that I like to kind of get out because I mean we've had some of this stuff done for a while. I mean, even though people haven't heard these songs, they're not necessarily completely new to me. <laughs> you know, well, but uh oh go ahead. There's a lot go, that goes into like kind of the promo the promotional side and um you know getting everything out there the right way so that people hear it or we can get it to the most amount of people we can. But um but I'm thinking, you know, we'll probably do that and then maybe before the end of next year, maybe drop another four or five song EP or something and um, kind of do that. So um, you said you're going to keep dropping songs for the next couple months. How many songs are you anticipating to be on this record then? Will there... uh, the, the full length record, I'll have 14 on it. Okay, gotcha. So you yeah. got, are those, do you think those three ones that you've dropped right now, would you say those are your your strongest songs or do you think they're most radio friendly or i don't necessarily say radio friendly i mean we'll, we'll drop different songs for different reasons and i mean um i don't know it's hard for me to, to pick i mean like we had to narrow it down like when we did the project in the first place so like i mean i, I really love everything that we did so like it's really kind of getting everybody else's opinion that's around me to kind of see what they think we should go with at a given time right now or you know um just to Kind of like I said again, show diversity and make sure that everything we put out, nothing's exactly the same or too similar than to the previous song we did. And is there is there any chance? Uh, I think me and Cole would both be very interested. If or would you put that record on vinyl? Because we we love collecting country <laughs> vinyl. Uh, yeah, I plan to put it on vinyl. It should be. Oh, on okay, sweet. Awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. We got two sales already. Then <laughs> we're definitely. Gonna pick that up. Um, I guess my question is, uh, so I know you have your single, Mister Perfect coming out next month right uh-huh yep um is that one more like of a country more country or more rock or is it a bit of a blend again it's a bit of a blend i mean like uh i mean it kind of starts off i mean there's a little bit of throwback kind of like 90s country a little homage to like george Strait, a little bit like okay. a little bit, uh, kind of in the vein of run and then it picks up and gets going and it's kind of like a little bit more rocky as as the song picks up and goes now, uh, I mean, I don't know if you can necessarily tell us, uh, but do you know, like, you tell us kind of what the song is about? Is there yeah something you wrote or? Yeah, yeah, uh, I wrote it, and it's basically uh, kind of a song about um, a dude that uh, a girl he was way into, he thought he was always going to end up with, ends up marrying somebody else, and it's kind of his last-ditch effort to be like, hey, you should, I don't think a dude's good for you. But uh, okay. it doesn't work out. I'm right here. You got Mr. Perfect right here. Yeah, well, I, like, I think the, the hook is, if, uh, let me see. <laughs> if it turns out Mr. Perfect ain't so perfect after all. Uh, okay. Something like that. Like, you know. <laughs> all right. We're excited. That sounds yeah. like a good song. I'm excited for that. Yeah. That yeah. One one. You, I didn't deliver it not... the way I probably would if I was singing it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it for a minute, too. When you're on stage, I know I was looking at your Instagram a little bit, and you're kind of a big whiskey drinker. But I know you said that you're drying out right now because you've been on the road. Uh, I just, well, I just, I, I just, like I said, I haven't been on the road for four months, and I went and played in in the Texas heat outside, and then <laughs> caught up with some friends for a couple of days after the show. So I didn't really drink too much during the show because it was too hot. But I spent a couple of days afterwards uh, hanging out with some buddies and. <laughs> <laughs> Get that. I, drove, I drove 13 hours yesterday and, and it was single shot so well when you're on stage like what is your go-to whiskey and are you mixing it or are you throwing it back straight um always always jameson are always irish okay 
and usually on stage it's 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 rock, it's rocks, but uh, okay. I'm hanging out and drinking and maybe a little faster or a little more. It's, it's with a uh, with club soda in it. You don't you drink Irish whiskey, but please tell me you're not supporting Conor McGregor with that proper twelve. No, I don't like his. <laughs> yeah, we're all. <laughs> If you follow UFC, we're all Cowboy Cerrone fans here. You <laughs> lost me money on that last one. <laughs> I, I know, but man, how can you hate that dude? He is such a he's a tough man. And I think if they go to if he got another shot and that fight went to the ground, Connor's done. Uh yeah, I didn't think it was gonna go away the way it did. So uh I think kind of the next thing I kind of want to ask you about, um I feel like you've kind of mentioned them a uh, little bit, but is there like, what are some of your favorite country artists right now? Like, either if it's, like, Outlaw, Red Dirt, or something like coming out of Nashville? Um, yeah, so I really, like I said, I really like Whiskey Myers. And, I mean, I, I really like Under the Under the Radar. I love Ward Davis a lot. Oh, okay, I, yeah. yeah we, I saw uh, Ward at a local bar here in Omaha, or small town Nebraska, kind of near Omaha. And that dude puts on a hell of a show. We love Ward. Yeah. Um really digging the new John Bauman record. Um, kind of more of a songwriter kind of in the Texas scene. Um, I don't know, Chase, like I said, I love, I love, love listening to like the Whiskey Meyer stuff and always listen, always love the Turnpike stuff. And Turnpike's great. Have you listened to Kyle Nix's album? He's the... Yeah. No, I don't. I'm not familiar with him. Oh, Kyle Nix, he's, I think, I believe he's the fiddle player for Turnpike and he released his own... Uh, Oh, I didn't know he put something out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Yeah, that was. I'll really definitely check album. that out. Yeah, he the uh, lyrics and storytelling in that album was phenomenal. I I really like that album. And shout out to him. He also follows our page too. So <laughs> I'll definitely I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, it's uh, a great album. And hopefully they get back together real soon with everything going on with them. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I I, I kind of was digging on the new Will Hogue record. Okay. Uh. Let me see. I don't know. I mean, off the top of my head, kind of, that's one. <laughs> well, when you're when you're at a show, and maybe when you were just coming up and didn't have your own music quite yet, what was kind of your go-to cover song, maybe to get the crowd riled up, or what would you go see, to? See, that's a funny thing because like I never really, and like I always resisted. I, I never played a lot of cover songs, so like I didn't really, I didn't really like. I, even when I would do the three-hour gigs, like I would go play like three hours of original music. I mean, I'm throwing in a, one one here or there. I mean, uh, the one, there's there's one in the set right now that I play. Um, Hayes, Carl, Ray Wiley, Hubbard song, uh, "Drunken Poet's Dream." That's one of the few that I do. Okay. Uh, sometimes I do uh, Channing Wilson song called "Trainwreck," which I think was recorded by Randy Montana and uh, this new up and coming girl artist uh, Ashlyn Craft. Um. Trying to think. I mean, like in you know, the covers that I would do would be like so obscure that it might as well be originals. It was a Stephen <laughs> Kellogg and the Sixer song I used to play a lot. Like a uh, couple Will Hogue songs. Well, if you if you're playing three hour shows with original music, are the, are these all songs you're eventually going to cut or maybe pitch to someone else? Not necessarily. Um, like I said, I read a lot of stuff of, like you know with other people and with the intention of you know somebody else cutting or you know, pitching and, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I mean, I have a couple of songs that were recorded by some other people that I, sometimes I'll play them in the set. Uh, I have a song, uh, I wrote with Dylan Carmichael that I actually played this past weekend. Dylan Carmichael, uh, he's great. 
yeah, he's got a badass voice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wrote a song with him called Might Be a Cowboy that I, I played this weekend. Um, I don't know. I just mix it up. I mean, sometimes, like I said, there's a bunch of songs, like I said, that are right that I wouldn't necessarily cut, but you know, play live. Okay. Is there a uh, favorite artist that you kind of like to go on tour with? Um, is there one that you have uh, a lot of fun with on tour or is, like, fun to hang out with? Um, I mean, most of the people that I've gone out with are, are pretty fun. Have you been out uh, with Co? Huh? Have you been out with Co Wetzel? I've done a, a couple shows with him, yeah. I heard he's freaking – Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, like, well, last Saturday or whatever when I was playing, like, they had a big birthday party for him in Fort Worth. That, <laughs> uh, pretty much the who's who of uh, Texas was that, but that was while we were, while we were playing in Austin, so I missed it. But – but the guy that owns the venue and my buddy there, he was he was at it. And it was, he said it was quite the uh, <laughs> extravagant uh, party there. They I think, like he said like uh, yeah, pretty much everybody in the Texas music scene was there. Like Casey Donahue and Colby Cooper and Cody West is a band that I love. Cody West is a guy I like a lot. Okay, we're talking about that. Pete Southall and Parker McCollum and all those guys. I mean, it was, it was like a who's who of all the Texas music. <laughs> Well, uh, not to backtrack, but uh, isn't – you said you were playing with Dylan Carmichael. Isn't his uncle – wasn't his uncle part of Montgomery Gentry? Yeah, that's what I – I think I think that was what it was. Yeah, I thought I read that somewhere. Uh, yeah, right, uh, I think that's right. He's great. Uh, I, yeah, like, like I said with uh, Luke, I think you, you have a very similar voice, kind of like Dylan Carmichael. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's been a long time since I got to play with him, but – those were definitely some of the biggest shows and most fun shows in terms of crowd. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, who are your uh, some? So we kind of talked about your uh, favorite country artist. Uh, you said down in Texas. Are there any like mainstream guys that you're really, really big fans of? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously like Chris Stapleton, definitely Eric oh, Church, yeah. um, definitely Luke. Uh, Love the Cadillac Three, Ashley McBride. Um, yeah, well, Ashley McBride's great. Re really dig a lot of the Ingrid Anders stuff that she's doing right now. Oh, yeah, she's she's getting real popular. Yeah, um, you know some of the Morgan Wallen stuff even too. I really like. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. I say so. I mean, you kind of mentioned like your older country artist influences. Do a lot of these newer artists have any influence on your music or anything like that? Or do you kind of just stick to your own beat? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, indirectly, I'm, you observe everything around you. And mm -hmm. I mean, even even a lot of the songs that they're recording are probably, you know, I'm probably writing with guys that are writers on those songs. And you know what I mean? It, you know, it kind of comes full circle sometimes, but I think I what mean, I don't try to sound like anybody else or try to do anything else for the most part. Yeah, I think what you're doing is great. I, I would not – if I was <laughs> you, I would not try and go with what what's commercial right now because I don't – I think the best music is the music you have to look for. Yeah, I never – like, I mean, I never went, like, did stuff with the intention of, like, to go, like, oh, this is going to be a hit on the radio or <laughs> obviously you want a hit song or whatever, but, like, that's not, like, the first thing I'm thinking about. I think if, if there's someone to look to with that kind of idea is uh, Cody Johnson. I mean, that man grinded and grinded and finally yeah. 
got picked up by a national label and he's before he even signed yeah, well, he, he kind of built a business on his own he did a really good job on his own i mean yeah he kind of made it so he could do it on his own terms but yeah and he's done tremendously well well would you be would you be a, opposed to uh, being with a label do you enjoy being independent i know it, it's tough being independent but do you no, I'm not, I'm not necessarily opposed to it. I mean, I, that's just not, you know, the first thing that I would go for. I mean, it would have to be the right situation and the right fit and everything. And, you know, but, uh, but no, I wouldn't be opposed to it at all. I mean, has anyone been, definitely getting some help helps. <laughs> has, has any of the, have they been in, any labels been in contact with you about that or anything like that? Um, I met with a couple, you know, after the that EP came out a few years ago, but nothing like, really serious or anything that was really going to go anywhere or that I wanted to pursue. Um, you know, we'll see as, I mean, we're starting to get some buzz on the new songs that we're putting out here. I mean, once the new record comes out or once we get some more songs, who knows? I mean, I, you know, maybe may talk to more people and maybe keep doing our own thing. I don't know. Yeah. That would, I, I mean, I would love to, I'd love to get in my truck and turn on the radio and hear your music playing mm -hmm. over some of the stuff that, that we hear right now. <laughs> Um, definitely not opposed to that. Yeah. Um. So doing shows like I don't know. Have you ever done a show here in Omaha or like in the Nebraska area? Did a thing years ago at some weird county fair in somewhere in Nebraska. Was it near um, Omaha or do you, do you even know? I know it was near it was Omaha, the, but it wasn't Omaha. It, was it the know. Washington County Fair? Is that what it is? Yeah, Maybe. I feel like it was just over the border in Nebraska, hmm. like Iowa or something. Okay. Well, I wonder if you played at Stir. No, no, it was a county fair. Right yeah. Well, yeah. If you, I, I know, um, it's tough right now, but I mean, when when uh, things get easier to tour, definitely come up to Omaha. We are everyone here. Most people are big country music fans and. Yeah, yeah. Definitely love to have you. Me and Cole, we'll, we'll be there. We'll I'd love to. I mean, I'll go. I'll play anywhere pretty much. Okay. I see. Yeah, there's this uh, small bar that he was talking about earlier in Venice, Nebraska called Buck's Bar and Grill. It's had fantastic artists come through. Yeah, there. we've had Mike and the Moon Pies, Cody Jinks, Whitey Morgan, War, your buddy Ward Davis has played there. I've seen yeah. him play there. So, I mean, yeah, we. I go there. I, me and my girlfriend get lunch there a lot, So, and the owner's always there. I Next time I'm there, I gotta promote some guys like you and John Stork and those guys and see if they'll love, love get you. into contact with you guys. But yeah, come come on to Omaha. We would we we would love to come see you perform. Like I said, you I've been a fan of you for a long time, so I was kind of really excited when we got this interview. So appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, do you, I don't know if I have any other questions. Yeah, I. Ah, you answered all of our questions. I think today was a great podcast, and I'm thank you so much for joining us, man. This really helps yeah, our so people. Fun. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Yeah, of yeah, course. Love uh, to have you on again sometime. Hopefully, you know you can get back to doing shows sometime soon. More shows, I guess you have been doing some, but yeah, yeah it's not the norm, but yeah. Uh, hopefully, it gets back to normal and you can get back out on the road more. We'd love to hear your stories and you know, like who you're hanging out with and more of your music and stuff like that because we really enjoy listening to you yeah well, and oh, absolutely stay in contact and when your new record drops we'd love to have you back on so uh that'll be great i i thank you so much for joining us i can't thank you enough yeah thank you anytime guys have a good night yeah you, you too, too.
right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, make sure you check out uh, Tom O'Connor's new song, Mr. Perfect. It's out August 14th. It's going to be his new single. Uh, really excited to hear it. Talked about it a little bit earlier, and it sounds like it's going to be a great song. Yeah, and make sure you guys, if you guys have Amazon Prime Video, go check out one of our good friends, Bob Sullivan, made a show called Making Ends Meet, M-E-A-T. Uh, it's kind of a raunchy show, so just beware, but it's a funny one. So check that out. Thanks, guys. The Outsiders. The Outsiders.